the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Trump lawyers demand the FBI return any files covered by attorney-client privilege. The whole thing stinks, and the American people are fed up with it. Five U.S. lawmakers visit Taiwan just 12 days after the Speaker of the House. The number of Chinese aircraft and ships operating around Taiwan is going to be higher. The inflation bill funds abortion, violating the Hyde Amendment. It's a recipe for disaster. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, August 15th. I'm Mike Scott. Last week, the FBI took 11 sets of classified records from the Trump Mar-a-Lago estate during a search. They seized records allegedly including some that were marked as classified and top secret. However, according to former President Donald Trump, the documents taken by agents were all declassified and that he would have turned over the documents voluntarily. Meantime, Fox News is now reporting some of the boxes of documents seized by the FBI at the former president's Florida home were covered by attorney-client privilege and potentially executive privilege. The raid is being sharply criticized by Republicans and even a few Democrats, as a major overreach by the Biden administration's Justice Department. Wisconsin Republican Representative Mike Gallagher joined the Salem Radio Network and said that the FBI raid on the Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida raises concerns about abuse of power by the Justice Department. That was such a massive breach of trust. I think for a lot of us, that shattered the way we viewed federal law enforcement agencies. And now we sort of see this as connected to that. So I think here in Wisconsin, people are crying out for accountability. Gallagher says taking the House and Senate in November is a step. Then use the power of the majority, investigations and oversight to hold agencies and individuals accountable. Well, and thereby start ourselves on the path to getting the public to trust the FBI, to trust the intelligence community, again, for there to be a more productive relationship. Gallagher goes on to say that it is imperative the GOP take control of the House in November to bring back law and order. We are on the intelligence community actively working on a aggressive FISA reform effort, which we will try to tackle in the next Congress. Gallagher also points out that conservatives around the country have seemingly been targeted by the government. In addition to Trump being raided at Mar-a-Lago, a colleague of mine, Scott Perry, allegedly had his phone seized by FBI agents. The whole thing stinks and the American yeah. people are fed up with it. Gallagher also believes the latest attempt to try and take out Donald Trump could backfire on Democrats. Listen, they better have, I mean, if they don't have the goods here, they've opened a Pandora's box. Salman Rushdie, 
author of a book called The Satanic Verses, was attacked at a lecture hall in upstate New York. For many years, the author has been the target of a fatwa issued by the Iranian government. After a harrowing battle in intensive care, Rushdie's agent Andrew Wiley says the author is on the road to recovery. The announcement followed news that the lauded writer was removed from a ventilator Saturday and was able to talk and joke again. Wiley continued to caution that although Rushdie's condition is headed in the right direction, his recovery would be a long process. The 75-year-old suffered a damaged liver and severed nerves in an arm and eye. Wiley had previously said he was likely to lose the injured eye. Henry Reese, the co-founder of Pittsburgh City of Asylum, who was on stage with Salman Rushdie, said the stabbing attack was shocking. It's an attack against his body, his life, and against every value that he stood for. Reese says they were about to discuss writers' safety and freedom of expression, which makes him a target. I don't think he consciously manages his life from the perspective of fear, but I think, and I can't speak for how he approaches that terrible history, uh, but I think it's impossible, I mean, to not always have been aware of that long past of threat. Reese says they were about to discuss the organization's work at protecting writers. So seeing him attacked when he's defending the values in City of Asylum, we had just discussed going together to other, to expand the network of Cities of Asylum in the U.S. Uh, right in the green room before this happened. Rushdie's alleged attacker, 24-year-old Hadi Matar, pleaded not guilty in the attack. Amidst the tensions between the U.S. and China, another delegation of American lawmakers arrived in Taiwan on Sunday, just 12 days after a visit by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The visit from the Speaker prompted China to launch a myriad of threats and engage in military drills around the self-governed island that Beijing says must come under its control. The five-member delegation led by Democrat Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts will meet with the president and other officials, as well as members of the private sector in Taiwan, to discuss shared interest, including reducing tensions in the Taiwan Strait. David Rank, the senior advisor of the Cohen Group, joined News Nation to discuss the potential impact of more American lawmakers visiting the self-governed island in the wake of the visit by the House Speaker. Don't take this the wrong way, Congressman Markey, but you're no Nancy Pelosi, not because of who you are, but because of the position you hold. The fact is, this kind of visit of, of uh, ordinary Congress people is fairly routine, been going on for the last uh, 40 years since we uh, switched diplomatic ties from Taiwan to China. Uh, so, I mean, certainly from Beijing's eyes, not helping. Uh, you know, they would just as soon have uh, no official Americans going. But this is, uh, I would say, squarely in the business as, as usual category. Rank says the visit will not make tensions better between the U.S. and China. Certainly it, it won't make things better. And I guess we'll find out, you know, uh, uh, if the Chinese will react the same way to an Ed Markey as they did to a Nancy Pelosi. My personal sense is that uh, they really upped the ante with Nancy Pelosi, and they kind of said this is what's going to be normal from now on. 
that from now on we're going to uh, operate uh, all around the uh, the island of Taiwan, and uh, you know we're going to fly there, we're going to sail our ships, and if Taiwan doesn't like it, too bad. And so I don't know if a, a, another five Congress people showing up on the island will necessarily change that. So ultimately, the bad news is where we are, not not uh, because of this morning, but because of what's happened in the last couple of weeks uh, uh, in the wake of the Nancy Pelosi visit. Rank closed his comments by saying that China will most likely increase military drills soon. Uh, I think these sorts of visits will continue. This is not going to tip things into uh, a worse situation. Uh, but, you know, we're gonna, the, the chances, uh, you know, the, the number of Chinese aircraft and ships operating around Taiwan is going to be higher. And then just because of that pace of operations, the chance of an accidental encounter between a Taiwanese uh, uh, military plane or ship or an American plane or ship and a Chinese uh, counterpart is just much, much higher. That's what really worries me right now. The House has passed the so-called Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which means that it will soon head to President Joe Biden's desk for his signature. However, according to critics, the bill will have plenty of ill effects, including that it extended Obamacare's premium tax credits for health care plans that cover elective abortion. The bill will also extend the credits through 2025 at a cost of an estimated $64 billion unless they're made permanent in the future, a further extension of what was done under the American Rescue Plan. In short, the bill will continue subsidies for health insurance plans on the Obamacare exchanges that fund abortion on demand, while critics say such a measure is a complete violation of the federal Hyde Amendment. Meanwhile, critics have also seized on the fact that the Inflation Reduction Act sets aside $90 billion for an additional 87,000 IRS agents. Brian Westbury, chief economist with First Trust Portfolio, joined the Salem Radio Network and says it's not money well spent. It is a complete and utter waste of resources complying with government rules and regulations. Westbury says the Inflation Reduction Act allocation of $90 billion for the IRS agents isn't going to help. When you put auditors in a system that nobody, even the professionals, can get right every single time, it's a recipe for disaster. And it will completely suck up resources that have nothing to do with the production of goods and services and making anyone's life better. Westbury explains that the complicated tax system could be made easier and we could do without 87,000 new IRS agents. Instead, we make it more complicated and we need more oversight and more regulation and we just suck up people's time. Westbury says the passage of the inflation reduction bill with its $90 billion provision to hire the IRS agents is a waste of resources that need to be used elsewhere. We could design a taxation system that is much more efficient, much less costly, and could lead to a reduction in the number of IRS uh, agents. The Alliance Defending Freedom claims a major victory for religious freedom. Daybreak Insider's religion correspondent Keith Peters 
has more on this story. The Christian legal firm had sued the Department of Agriculture because the Biden administration had threatened to take away children's lunches because they went to a Christian school. ADF said Grand Park Christian Academy in Tampa, Florida, was entitled to exemption from Title IX rules because of its religious beliefs, something not granted to charter or public schools. Under federal mandates of Title IX, the school would have had to have substituted gender identity for biological sex in any aspect of its activities, including bathroom and locker room use. Keith Peters reporting. The state of Arizona is not waiting for the federal government to build a border wall in the U.S.-Mexico boundary and has chosen to go it alone, erecting its own state-funded barrier to stop an unprecedented flow of illegal immigrants. Governor Doug Ducey's top advisors announced in a call with reporters Friday morning that construction will begin on a portion of the Yuma-Arizona border where gaps of land between Trump-era projects exist as a result of President Joe Biden's January 2021 order to stop building that barrier. The state made a sudden decision this week to finish that border wall and said it had not informed the Department of Homeland Security or the White House of its decision to build. ABC's Craig Smith says Arizona is tired of being trampled on and then waiting for the federal government. Arizona says it's going to close the gaps in the border wall and it's not going to wait around for an okay from the feds. Governor Ducey's administration says several gaps in the wall near Yuma add up to about 3,000 feet of undefended border. Now Arizona's bringing in its own quick fix, 60 shipping containers. They'll be stacked too high, topped with razor wire and placed in one of the gaps that's 1,000 feet wide. Closing that first gap, is expected to cost the state about $6 million and take about two weeks to complete. The Federal Bureau of Reclamation owns the land. The state concedes it does not have formal permission to install the makeshift barrier. If the federal government sues, Arizona's Homeland Security Director calls that a good problem to have. And they said that they want to close these gaps. They're just moving unbelievably slow and and no action to date has given us any confidence that they're actually going to follow through on this. This could just be lip service, but it'd be very difficult for them to take legal action on something that they've admitted needs to take place. Smith also reported that advocates for migrants say that the efforts done by Governor Ducey are outdated. People who look out for the welfare of migrants see the governor's move as more of a strategy that's at least 20 years old. Historically has not been successful. Um, with this illusion of security, uh, rather than addressing what we could be addressing, which is uh, talking about why are people coming? What are the reasons people are coming? Um, and, you know, there's this, this rhetoric around it being about security and about keeping drugs out. But, I mean, research has shown that the majority of drugs are actually being smuggled through legal ports of entries. But the governor's staff says the spot in Yuma is just one of the easiest to close in a hurry, and it's planning to fill other gaps in the wall. The White House and DHS have yet to comment on that move. The average U.S. price of regular grade gasoline plummeted 45 cents over the past three weeks to $4.10 a gallon. Industry analyst Trilby Lumberg of the Lumberg Survey said Sunday that continued declines come as crude oil costs remain on the low side. The average price at the pump is down a buck over the past nine weeks, but still almost a dollar higher than it was one year ago. 
Industry analyst Lumberg says prices may be down, but so is demand. It does not seem to be enough to inspire motorists to consume as we were. Uh, Part of this drop is, of course, from lower crude oil prices, but some is from our demand shrinkage. After such long periods of suffering far higher prices, consumers have pulled back. Lumberg says that because of the lack of demand, gas prices should keep falling. Gasoline prices are down one full dollar per gallon in the past nine weeks. The current price of $4.10 for regular is down 45 cents just in the past three weeks. Economic reports for the release this week will highlight retail sales and the housing market. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason takes a look at what to expect from the economy this week. The week begins with Monday's release of the National Association of Home Builders Home Builders Index. Then on Tuesday, reports on building permits and housing starts in July. We'll find out how retailers fared in July when a report on retail sales is issued Wednesday. Along with weekly jobless claims, Thursday will bring word on existing home sales and the leading economic indicators for July. Rich Thomason reporting. some former black NFL players. Daybreak Insider's Jason Walker has more on that. Hundreds of black retired players denied payments in a $1 billion concussion settlement now qualify for awards after their tests were rescored to eliminate racial bias. Changes to the settlement made last year are meant to make the test race-blind. The use of race norming in the scoring often made it difficult for blacks to prove they had dementia and qualify for awards averaging 500000 or more. Now some 650 men who didn't initially qualify have had their tests rescored. Thousands more yet to be rescored or retested. Jason Walker reporting. And finally, ever dreamt of wearing your favorite beer on your feet? Well, Dutch beer maker Heineken has teamed up with a sneaker designer to create a special sneaker with beer-filled soles called Heinekicks. For this creation, Heineken teamed up with the shoe surgeon, a.k.a. Dominic Sebron, who has made kicks for LeBron James, DJ Khaled, and Drake. So the the Heinekicks are limited edition sneakers, and it's to tie in the launch of their new Heineken Silver, which is the brewer's lighter, lower alcohol beer that went on sale earlier this year. So some of the cool features of the shoe is that it has a removable metal bottle opener built into its tongue, and also the sneakers themselves contain the actual beer. So the company used a specialized surgical injection molding method to inject Heineken Silver into the soles of the shoe. The shoes will still feature the company's green, white, and red color scheme, as well as the Heineken logo and handy bottle openers built into the tongues of the shoes. Using a specialized surgical injection method, the sneakers will allow the wearer to walk on beer. Unfortunately, unless you live in Singapore, the chances of getting your hands on one of only 32 pairs of Heinekicks that will ever hit the market are slim to none. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 
Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.